0: This is episode 14 of my brand new podcast, It's All Talk, Teaching, Training, Talking Jesus. Welcome. My name is Ivory Yarbrough, your host, and each week I encourage and equip you through the study of scripture and through sharing inspirational interviews with spiritual and influential leaders, how to come to know and love Jesus Christ. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's talk Jesus. Patience is not passive. On the contrary, it is concentrated strength. Bruce Lee. Ray Davis said, Patience is not passive waiting. Patience is active acceptance of the process required to obtain your goals and dreams." The end of the book of James is here. We have learned so much about how to endure trials and tribulations, gain wisdom by asking God, how to avoid favoritism, what pure religion is, how to watch our tongues, and greed and judgment. With that said, today's episode covers patience, perseverance, and meeting specific needs. If you are enjoying the information in this episode, please feel free to share this with a friend you think would be encouraged as well, as we're all about spreading inspiration and equipping as many people as possible. If this is your first time here, welcome. Please subscribe here and anywhere you are listening. And at the end, please leave us a rating and review on the parts you enjoyed the most about this episode. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Welcome to the conversation. Now let's talk Jesus. Here's your host, Ivory Yarborough. Yarborough. Before James ends his letter to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, all the Christian brethren, he leaves us with a command to patiently wait on the coming of the Lord. He uses the example of a farmer who has to wait patiently and trust God to send the rain he needs for his crops to grow and be fruitful. James 5, 7 reads, Dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmers who patiently wait for the rain in the fall and in the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. James compares waiting on the Lord to a farmer. Farmers have to wait for God to give their crops the rain it needs to produce a mighty harvest. But even though a farmer has to wait on God for rain, he or she is not idle but very busy tending the field. Farmers start their days very early in the morning with chores and getting equipment ready for a full day's work. Farmers have to keep weeds from taking over the crop, bugs from eating the plants, and other animals from devouring their produce before the time of the harvest. So waiting patiently for the Lord does not mean inactivity, but it means daily and faithful service to the Lord until his return. Jesus said in Luke nineteen thirteen, 13, occupy till I come, which means to engage in business on his behalf until his return. What does Occupy Till I Come look like for us? It looks like two things. One, Matthew 22:37 37 through 39. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And number two, the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. If we do these commandments, we will have the patience and the work ethic of a farmer, as well as the perseverance of Job to endure to the end. James says in 5, 8, you too must be patient. Take courage for the coming of the Lord is near. When we return, James gives us instructions on handling pacific needs in the body of Christ. Stay tuned. Tired of those other boring podcasts? Need a rescue? I will rescue you. It's all talk. Teaching, training, talking Jesus. You are not hidden. There's never been a moment you were forgotten. Welcome back. We are in the last section of the book of James. Now, James is giving the church some last instructions. The first thing James addressed is prayer. James 5, 13 through 15 says, Are any of you suffering hardship? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. James wants the church to respond the right way to different situations. Therefore, if one is suffering, he should pray. Now notice James didn't say complain or post about it, but pray. The only person who can help you in suffering is God. James started this book with praying to God for wisdom. James one five: If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So it is befitting for him to end his letter with prayer to God. Then James says the one who is happy should sing praises to God, not go out and commit worldly sinful acts to celebrate, but give God all the praise for his happy condition. Your weekly dose of spiritual inspiration with Ivory Yavro. It's All Talk, the podcast. Still addressing the importance of prayer, James says if anyone is sick, call the elders, pray and anoint the sick person, and if the prayer is offered in faith, the sick person will be healed and their sins will be forgiven. Not all sickness and suffering is due to sin. Take Job, who did no sin, yet went through suffering. But on the other hand, some sickness can be tied to sin. After Jesus healed the man at the pool of Bethesda, John 5.14 says, Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Which means sin must have been tied to the man's previous illness. The next few verses, James 5, 16-18, are dear to me because they involve getting someone to help pray for you that you may be healed and your prayer life strengthened. James 5, 16-18 reads, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky set down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. Here, James talks about confessing your sins to each other and praying for one another so that you may be healed. Now, before you cringe up at this verse and think, hey, I can't be that open with someone. Let me assure you, I was the same way until God led me to a spiritual, godly believer whom I could trust and someone who would not judge me or even quote me one scripture. My James 5.16 partner is someone who will listen to me and pray for me and afterwards allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to me the truth. The key to this scripture is being led by God to the right Christian believer you can trust to listen and pray for you. Like James says, if you lack wisdom, even on the person you can share with, ask God. Then James makes it clear that just like Elijah, who was a regular man God used in wonderful ways through his prayers, our prayers can have a mighty impact because God is no respect of persons. When we return, James wraps up his letter and puts the final bow on the whole matter. Don't go away. What's everyone saying about It's All Talk? Teaching, training, talking Jesus? I love being a part of such a great community. I never miss an episode. It's the best. It's the only podcast I listen to. We'll be right back after a quick praise break. We're back. James has instructed us on prayer and healing. Now James commands the church to be a spiritual hospital to help those who have wandered from the truth to turn them back to God. James 5, 19, 20 my dear brothers and sisters, if someone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back, you can be sure that whoever brings that sinner back from wandering will save that person from death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. James leaves us with a promise. If we would tend to the wandering sinner and turn him to God, we will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Solomon says in Proverbs 11:30 The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Come back soon for more spiritual inspiration. And don't forget to click like and subscribe to never miss an episode. It's all talk, the podcast.